0: slash report. i'm prue and i'm joined as ever by my partner in crime mk what up yo so thugged, so street your cul-de-sac um uh, and this week we are joined by <laughs> our buddy marilyn hello and sir not appearing in this film 20 something kate who is here but has not seen the topic of this episode's conversation I'm going to take a nap. She is. She's going to be lying on the couch sleeping while we're recording this. <laughs> like a classy bitch. So probably we'll be taking a break later on to like, get a bowl of warm water to get her hands <laughs> You all can like appreciate that happening. I'm actually yeah. just going to
1: tell you right now, there's a Sharpie in my purse. If you draw mustaches on my face, I'd really prefer that for them to be fancy.
0: What <laughs> if I draw like a dick, sort of splooging in the direction of your mouth? i not like that's- really good. Like this is my I thing I feel about
1: like it's so. Like
0: I feel like I don't know. I mean, I'm going out to dinner tonight, so if you're going to draw it on there, I need it to be like a fancy dick. Uh, Are you kidding? I, of course, I can draw a fancy dick. Just put <laughs> a crown on it. Yes. <laughs> awesome. It's gonna be like Mr. Peanut the wangle. And
1: anyway.
0: you know what? And you know what? The bush at the base of it can be all like waxed out, like some yeah. fucking Brooklyn mustache yeah, going. <laughs> <that shit>. Good. <laughs> Done. Mustache Good.
2: I hope Kate falls asleep immediately. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Cutting all that, right? <laughs> what, is yeah. what, what is the topic of this week's episode, MK?
2: Pacific Rim. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was it again? Cookie mouth? I didn't even have cookie in my mouth. That was just sadness.
0: I do not. The best part about this is that before we started recording, we were trying to think of a way we could be fairly neutral about it. it <laughs> out the window
2: with just that declaration. Yeah. Oh,
1: unfortunately, I do not have any
2: more
0: podcasts.
1: I think you're
2: done. <laughs> Pacific Rim <laughs> not. No, okay, hey, listen, here's the thing. I think uh, at least. Okay. <laughs> at least Prue and I have seen like a lot of giant robot anime. That is true. Right? And so we have standards for that shit.
0: Do we want to? Do we want to talk about what the movie is about? Yeah, we should. And I'm gonna leave that to you because I'm KR so bad at whatever <laughs> you are trying to do. I feel right. like
1: Every time you come on this show, they just make you explain everything. <laughs> yes. it's, it's it's Marilyn
0: like explains it, it all. I'm conversationally anal, attentive, and it bothers me when they just go off and start talking about shit without giving an appropriate it's background. It's true. Go, so. <laughs> so, Pacific Rim is a movie directed by Guillermo del Toro that is set in the not. Too distant future in Earth, so we're talking like most of the movie takes place in I think twenty twenty five, something like that. I think it's twenty twenty
1: five. Yeah, it's like it's 12, twelve years in the future, future,
0: and then yeah. Um, and the premise is is that this giant rift has opened up in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and all How have you dropped. Oh, <laughs> Did <laughs> you, you see like, This is not Transformers. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the rift has opened up in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. And these scary um monsters have come up from the bottom of the ocean and have started attacking um all the countries on who like border the Pacific Ocean. And they're called kaiju, which is the Japanese word for monster. monster. Yeah. Um and they're these huge hulking, like swimming creatures, and they start attacking the humans. And so the world has gotten together, it basically developed this robot technology um where Giant, huge robots go out to fight these monsters, only they can't be operated by a single human pilot, they discover, so you have to have two people operating the robot at one time. And they do this through, like, a neural interface thing called the Drift, which is where they mentally connect with each other, and they share memories and consciousness, and then they connect with the robot, and then they use that to, like, you know, fight, cover the robot, and use it to fight these kaiju. And so the program was hugely successful um, initially and they thought that they had mostly found a way to address this kaiju issue they had not found a way to like they to actually close up the rift but they found a way to fight the monsters right and to the point where like life was normalizing again right and then the attack started getting stronger more frequent the kaiju started getting stronger and more frequent and the actual um Jaegers is what the general ones are called. What is Jaeger? German mean? word for hunter. Okay. Yes. So the Jaegers start... I you that from I don't remember anything related to Jaeger. That's why I don't <laughs> drink it anymore. Um, so the Jaegers start falling out of favor, and we begin... It's basically a derelict, a defunct military program. Right. There are only like four or five of them left, and two of them... And we basically most of the movie is set within the port of Hong Kong. Right. And there are two Jaegers, one is Russian, one is Chinese, that typically protect the port. Right. And, and then they have a third one, and basically what happens is the a sensible hero of the film, Raleigh Beckett, who was a Jaeger pilot with his brother five years previous, um, and they were very successful, and then they go out and they basically do some like stupid heroic shit and go against orders to try to save a boat full of people, and in the process their Jaeger gets attacked by the Kaiju. His brother is basically snatched out of the Jaeger and he dies. And they're drifting while he dies. And it's his very traumatic experience. And he basically is like, I can't do this anymore. And he basically goes to like work and do construction. And so they're pulling him out of retirement because he's one of the only people left who can pilot this last third Jaeger to protect, um, Hong Kong from, um, and also ultimately participate in his plan, um, to shut down the rip. portal and, yeah. you know, get rid of all the monsters altogether. And, yeah, and he's basically in the other main like, yeah, so, and then stuff happens. And the guy who someone said is Idris Elba, who, like, you know, is Idris Elba being awesome. And... It's just Idris yeah. Elba playing Idris Elba. Which is good for everybody. Yeah. Like, nobody has a problem with that. And then he basically ultimately ends up finding a co-pilot who's... Idris Hata. Elba's sort of, like, adopted daughter, daughter um, who is, like, was, a Japanese lady. Yeah whose parents were killed by a kaiju, and so she has, like, I want to fight, uh, I want to be a Jaeger because I'm smart and I'm awesome and they killed my family, so, like, I need to kill these monsters. Oh, and, um, yeah. And so they, obviously, they, they end up becoming partners for various things, and they obviously, I don't know, like, spoiler alert, and they closing down the room at the end, and, like, shit happens. Ta-da! <laughs> and there's a lot of fights with, like, robot versus giant lizard.
2: Yeah. It's great.
0: <laughs> it's, you know, it's something.
2: Those yeah. fights are really hard to follow visually. Here's Where the question. In, Here's okay, the did you watch this in 3D? No. I did, We did not
0: either. And we, other people are saying that. I have heard from a number of people that if you see the movie in 3D or IMAX 3D, um, the visuals are enormously improved and it actually, I think, apparently contributes to your enjoyment of the film as a whole. That is a very, like, that, I've never heard that to be true before, like, I've only ever yeah. felt films weaker for IMAX and, like, 3D, but whatever, I'll give people the benefit of the data. Yeah, so. I hate 3D. Like, it doesn't work with a lot of people's brains, but yeah. the yeah. discussion during The Hobbit. So. Yeah, which was completely, like, I literally couldn't see what was happening during The Hobbit. Right. Um, so, I guess the first question is, like,
2: okay, guys, what did we think of this movie? You know what? I thought it was fine, but it's no... Like, compared to other giant mecha versus monster things that I've seen, like, it just didn't really hold up. And part of that is just, like, some weak character stuff and weak writing.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: and a lot of... I don't know. Some of it felt very flat and bland to me, which, like, you don't expect from a colorful, full of explosions, monsters, and giant robots movie.
0: Yeah. I... I think the thing is, is that Mara and I were basically, like, talking about this and how if you put almost any other characters into that universe, it becomes interesting. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think this is clearly going to be a really great, like, there should be a Pacific Rim of you in every fucking fandom. But, but there should, like, but no one should write about Pacific Rim. It's <laughs> just I deeply think, uninteresting to me. I mean, I don't know, like, I think there is, I think here's the thing, is that, like, you know, mind-melding, like, soul by mind-melding, like, it's clearly something that fandom has always had an interest in, like fighting monsters and, like, you know, partners and blah, 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 is and like, all good. Giant and robots. I can totally understand why, like, fandom really loves this world and, like, wants to fix the things that the movie maybe did not deliver on itself. And, like, that is what fandom has always done, with, like, vaguely like, shitty canons that were, like, had elements that were really, like, compelling to us. Yes. And I could totally see how, like, this is really, a really great summer movie fandom for fandom, basically. Yeah. Um. mean, that being said, I think, like, similar to Prue and MK, I thought it was an okay movie and it was, you know, entertaining, it but was it was fine. It wasn't something that I came away from it being like, oh my god, you guys, Pacific Rounds. And I know it so many other people I came out of the movie going, oh my god, you guys, Pacific Round. And, like, I'm really happy for everybody, but, like, that was just not the page that I was on. I'm yeah. Like, yeah, no, no, no. And, like, I've, I just didn't, whatever, for hours work for
2: me. I don't know, 100%. Yeah, so, no, that I, makes total sense. to Like, a bunch of my friends saw it before me, um, and, hmm. you know, one day I thought about going to see it, and there was a lineup out the theater and down the street of people trying to see it. And <laughs> I mean, was that's, like a, that's, it. Like a mis- that's like a mis- That's like a misperception, though. Like,
0: that movie's a fucking flop. Like... It hasn't been doing super well. It hasn't been doing well, period. Like Seriously? no one, Yeah, it's a horrible flop.
2: Amazing. It's
0: gonna be it's gonna be a horrible flop once well, the global numbers come in if it doesn't make the global numbers but you never know with those kind of things I think a lot of movies that we think are like terrible and not successful like ultimately doing really well with International Box Office and then you get a sequel like Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters 2 which is happening for that reason that is true here is <laughs> where Hansel and Gretel right. Witch Hunters can get a sequel or DeGreel can get a sequel don't lie you're going to be contributing to the American of Box Office that's true uh, really I will nice 100% cool. be going to see that movie when it comes out and like we sit there being like I'm so sorry Jimmy, Jeremy, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm so sorry Gemma Arterton like I hope you bought something really cool with the paycheck you got for this movie. I'm here for you guys. <laughs> I think that make, make this movie more incesty. It would be better. Like that was only true that it's yeah, just saying mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what the box. Okay, so here's the other reason why I'm really, I'm sort of like skeptical about the overseas box office. Mm-hmm. Is that a major component of the overseas box office is, is doing well in Asia? Oh. don't necessarily... I don't think that this movie necessarily will do that well in Asia. Because you... Even though Mako is Japanese, right? Yeah. You have the movie set... This is, like, part of the reason, like, why everyone is like, I guess this movie is fine. And I was like, objectively, this movie is fine. But there are elements of it that really bother me. (laughs) Like, Mako's... Mako's, like, a Japanese lady. She, like, doesn't... As far as I'm concerned, like, I don't think that she actually does that much stuff in the movie. Right? Like, she... You tell me that she's, like, a brilliant engineer... You tell me that they have, like, a really deep connection. You tell me that, like, she's the best person to help pilot this um, Jaeger with him. But, like, when they actually start fighting, the only person who talks during the scenes is Raleigh. And that might just be because, like, he's, like, a golden retriever and only knows how to communicate by articulating things and yelling them. Well, like, Mako! Comma! Declarative sentence! <laughs> right. Mako! Comma! Declarative sentence for all of his, like, quote, acting. Right. I, I actually see. Think- I forget who actually said this. Maybe it was, like, Ginger Hayes tweeting about this, where... He, she was making like a joke about it, where he's where she was like probably Mako like spends those entire scenes being like I know I'm in your head you can shut up not yeah. just
2: that but didn't she help like uh, rebuild <laughs> she like rebuilt that robot and improved it it's like dude she knows how it works right she totally fucking knows how it works but in terms
0: of like the fight scenes like. The major thing she contributes in the fight scenes is she remembers to have a sword, which is cool. I like that sword. But then she doesn't even get to stay awake and conscious for the hero moment of the film. Right? Yeah. It's like. What like oh I'm gonna give her my oxygen, let her float up to the surface. But me, Raleigh Beckett, I'm gonna see this through because I'm a dude. And even though this is a movie called Pacific Rim, I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this, guys. Don't worry. Everyone in the background who's like a grunt working on these machines were Asian and wearing like very objectionable hats to me. <laughs> like I, I was just like really like I really didn't expect like. For all the, like, just because I didn't know that much about the movie beyond robots versus lizard, like, monster lizards, and everyone was like, oh my god, this movie is, like, so progressive, it's, like, groundbreaking in terms of an action. There film. are only,
2: like, like, two women in this entire movie. There One are, of them,
0: for three, there are three, if you count the two that don't talk. There's, there's right. the other, there's a Russian lady pilot, um, and she seemed badass, and like, I would totally, like, watch a movie about she her. She had great
2: right? lipstick the yeah. whole time. But she, she gets, like, like, knocked out after saying... I like, would watch a movie about her
0: and, like, her, her Jew partner. Like, yeah. Like,
2: 100%. And then there's, was, there's was a girl with really
0: short hair who worked for the, the Kaiju Harvester guy. Oh, Russian lady did talk. Okay. She so, did. But she was, like, fighting. Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, it, those were, like, the only, the only other two women that I remember from the entire, day. yeah, that women were invisible, and in terms of, like, positions of power within the construct of the Jaeger program, um, in terms of minorities, you had Idris Elba running the show, which right. is, you know, great, you had Mako, who was weirdly passive for someone who's supposed to be, so like, whatever, passive. I granted, yes, it's her father, and she respects him, whatever, um, but then like you're in fucking Hong Kong. Like, how is it that like your scientists are weird squirrely white dudes? Like everyone who's doing like grunt work in the background is Asian. Like
2: that really pissed me off. Even and the guy who runs the black market in fucking like basically in Chinese I, medicine and kaiju parts is a white dude. Yeah. And part,
0: part of the reason that's that that, unrealist. Yeah, <laughs> and part of the reason I'm like I'm sort of like hesitant to say like I think this is gonna do really well in Asia. It's, like, it might do well in Japan, because Mako is, like, definitely one of our leads. But I don't think it'll do well in China. Like, who... Okay, you had, like, fucking triplets... Who's speaking for China? I'm speaking for China. (laughs) And I don't even like China, right? Like, (laughs) as a Chinese lady... As a Chinese lady who hates communism and, like, (laughs) fled the country. So, like... Wait, what do you mean they lost? Like, it's triplets fight piloting something called Crimson Typhoon. Why the fuck did they lose? This, this is bullshit. Why would you murder them? Yeah, <laughs> that was tough. ridiculous. Like, they would be most invested in not having it die. Bullshit. Right. And then you have, like, random, oh, and here's the other thing, that, like, <laughs> I have, oh, wait, you there's know? more. But so, wait, there's more. This is not actually related to the Asian thing. You, okay, so... Raleigh Beckett is our protagonist, right? Yes. There is the other blonde dude that looks exactly like him except he's Australian and I couldn't tell them apart for like three quarters of the movie <laughs> and, <laughs> until <laughs> one and, of them like, yeah like, until, like, until one of them died and I was like, oh the one left over okay, yeah. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Hansen is the other guy he's the son of her Hansen and they're other like, yeah, you're a pair father and son and their dog through which they express affection because they are too emotionally stunted to talk to each other even though they have a mind meld which is the thing where I was like are you so you're what? like soul bondy but you still can't like articulate like your relationship to each other and apparently you can't tell if you <clears throat> soul bond and then yeah. you're a jerk, but then we're supposed to feel bad that Chuck dies, but then like Chuck is basically a total asshole through the entire film who apparently has redeeming qualities that we never really see. No. I don't know. <laughs> other than he hurls himself to death with intracelva. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's like dead death in Mecca. Yeah there's, a, every, yeah, the everyone, sun dies. yeah, there's a lot of daddy issues sort of percolating through like the veins of this yeah. intense herself. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, I thought it was a beautifully shot film. Like, the colors were amazing. I loved, actually, the character designs for everything. Um, and I thought, like, in terms of the wholeness of the universe, like, they had really thought this through. Like, this is a perfect world in which to play in, if you want to write an alternate universe yeah. fanfic. But, like, as the film itself... I was annoyed by it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I will fully admit also that I'm, like, I'm one of those people where, like, if you... Unless it's, like, this is, like, very clearly sci-fi or in the, quote, like, capital F future yeah. or, like, some distant planet shit and Galaxy Far, Far Away <laughs> or it's, like, fantasy where there's, like, magic and crap where I'm like, that makes sense. Fucking if drugs. you were setting this in, like, 2025 and yeah. you're telling me that this is, like, something that could conceivably happen on a technological basis and then the first five minutes... Or, like Raleigh, like giving you a narration, explaining to you how like monsters came out of the ocean, and we're like <laughs> let's build giant fucking robots to fight the monsters. Um, then like I don't know, I have a certain problem with like high concept pseudo sci-fi movies, and like which is why like Inception, like the the logic of Inception never worked for me, and like I'm just like like cranky and resistant to that shit. So like I was probably never going to be able to swallow the central premise of this film, mm-hmm. and like I spent most of it like leaning over to you being like. But isn't the whole point of like robotic technology is that, that like, you a don't robot, find a person <laughs> that like a robot can go fight it so you don't have to like risk your life to go fight it. Yes. They, like guess it I be, like, matrix about? style where they're there safely <laughs> in, yeah, like yeah.
1: the dog May- Whatever. They don't have robot Wi
0: Fi. They don't have like robot Wi Fi where they can't like link up to the robot what? and, like, what and a, like, <laughs> like in theory there. in theory you could even like in theory you could have even said like, okay, you still need the neural drip like the electrical whatever so if it I, I personally sure. think it's bullshit. Like if it's so complex you need a brain to operate it, it's so complex I don't understand how we would have engineered it. But like it's so complex you need two fucking brains to operate it, sure. They can do that from a Wi Fi signal. Like we have the technology. <laughs> Not right? just that, like,
2: but okay, so the director this was inspired by neon genesis evangelion and even in <laughs> eva they had the dummy plug <laughs> i think you guys
0: should talk about why eva is better i feel like that was a thing wait wait was. so when, when you say he was inspired by how inspired was he okay
2: uh i don't know but pretty inspired apparently but also wanted to do something that uh did not reference other monster slash mecca things and i was like well this is stupid That's like saying I'm going to make a
1: Western that doesn't, like, reference John Wayne somehow. I'm going to
2: reinvent the Western today. You're like, no. You're not. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Okay, so, right, that's... Well, one thing that I wanted to
0: touch on was I think that there have been some people who are basically talking about, like, how representative this movie is and how great it is, and I, I just don't know if I buy into that. Well... My, my overall opinion of it is there's some things that does really well in that area and then there's some other like spheres where I don't think it's perfect and on balance, I don't think it's like any worse than like any other major blockbuster that's gonna come yeah. out and like whatever it's and it certainly like tries harder than like and many mini- a lot of other blockbusters I've seen in terms of having representation but I also don't necessarily think it knocked it out of the park on like every level. so yeah. I mean, like, they, in terms of, like, comparisons, you could say, like, yes, they showed up, but they didn't do anything, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned.
1: The way you're describing it sounds like the college brochure, like, they're just checking off boxes. Like, yeah, we have an Asian kid, we have a black kid, we have a white kid, we have a Hispanic kid, and there's somebody in a wheelchair. Like, it just sounds like they're making a lot of effort to impress people without actually... I don't
0: don't necessarily think that we can, like, say that that was the intention behind it, Like, right. But all we no. can do is interpret based on what we saw for, versus, like, the intentions, because we can never really know yeah. what Del Toro wanted.
2: Also, I went with my friend Jay, and he pointed out, uh, if you have, like, a father-son pair and a triplet pair and, like, was that a brother-sister pair? I don't even know. Why wasn't there, like, a <laughs> mother- They were married. Apparently they were married. Oh, they're married. Okay. Yeah, I thought that that married. was some incest happening, but sure.
0: Yeah.
2: Um <laughs> When? Yeah. Why didn't they have, like, a mother-daughter pair? Or, like, two sisters, or... then they would have had to
0: have one more lady. They right. <laughs> would have had to cast more women who talked.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, that's too many vaginas.
0: Yeah.
2: Fuck. Movies I would have rather watched that were called Pacific Rim? Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> no, this isn't as bad as you think. This is fine. No, this is pretty good. Thank you. Oh, oh, I hate you. Um... One, the prequel, which is about when those things fucking first come out of the ocean, and Mako starts, like, working on robots. I would watch the shit out of that. Yeah. Uh, two, this movie, except that it focuses on Mako, and how she, like, builds some fucking robots and then gets to fight one and save the world. Yeah. Uh, and three, the sequel, where, now that we have peace, everyone just starts attacking other countries with their own fucking giant robots, and war is forever. Only (laughs) they want
0: Right.
1: I love I love that like you're talking That's some random wing shit, Emily, really don't lie.
2: No, 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 no. I no, I feel like, next? I love that, like, your
0: total, your, the thing that you took away from, like, one of the, the themes of this movie was, like, Archie Knighting against a greater evil and putting aside their shit, being like, well, once this shit's over, we're all gonna go back to be terrible fucking people to each other. Okay, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> and now we have giant robots to, like, you know, do, like, international, like, Olympic rock and of <laughs> robot competitions. Oh, and, like...
2: <laughs> did you see the politicians when they were yelling at Idris Elba? I was like, yeah, definitely when this is over, they're like, and now, War. Those but were not good people.
0: Possibly. Mm-hmm. It looks
2: like Romney was president of the United States. <laughs> Don't say that. some
0: so mean. And
2: then, and then next to him, they had the, the prime minister of Canada who was like Harper Pertu. So. Yeah. You know, that Canada
0: has, does, does Canada have a coastline on the Pacific Ocean? Tell us, Emily. Yeah. In Vancouver? 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 <laughs> Vancouver?
2: Whatever. Vancouver? Bitches? Right. Also the whole <laughs> top half of Canada?
0: Jager right now? Really <laughs> is it just called A? <laughs> no, it's, it's called, like, like Moose Danger or something. Like
2: that. Okay. Guys, guys, you're missing the point. Obviously, Canada only built one arm of the American robot. <laughs> Canada that's Arm Part so 2. Got ripped off, right? Yeah, and that's
0: act, the and one. Act, then tell the last message, sorry, guys! <laughs> no, 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 sorry,
2: sorry guys! Sorry. Oh, wait, and I have one other thing, which is the best part about this movie was the fact that the computer voice was the lady from Portal. I didn't know that. Could you not tell instantly? She's like, like the cake yeah. is a lie.
0: Oh, Portal from a whole. We mayor. don't know,
2: yeah. We would know Portal Aaron. from a portal. So. Oh my god, oh, you asshole. You're
0: not video game people. I think you really underestimate how much time Mare and I spend not in our apartments. <laughs>
2: No, I think guys, Portal is like the game that even people who don't play video games are like, this is one of the best games of all time. It's for everyone. Up, okay. How would they know? You don't even have to play games. to No Portal, you can watch the it on YouTube. The people play who don't
0: play video games is Mario.
2: Oh, I hate Sonic. I hate
0: you mostly so. Mario Kart though. But mostly oh, Candy <laughs> Crush. <card. laughs> that's not a real video game
2: though. No, that's, it is. You, cool. can so, not, you cannot. Can you
0: Sort of going off mm-hmm. that and. Is one thing I actually like thought was sort of interesting about the action scenes in the film is that it actually reminded it is set up to be very kind of like video game, yes. sort of kind of action violence where you're like, Here's your character, here's this evil robot, and now like we're gonna like go and like uppercut, like you know, blah blah blah. blah. That makes and, like, perfect sense, crap especially since the there were upgraded uh, by levels yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. like and it definitely had a horror like this one's like a level five you guys is the big boss now we have to like it has do fucking wings! it has wings <laughs> and like and because and like it definitely like escalated as the yeah. film went on and all of the actions and like and as a person who doesn't really like it's never been like super <laughs> video gamey like i yeah i find it i found it very difficult to connect to the action scenes and Dude, like, that they has, were not super compelling to me. That, and I was watching it being like, this is very video gamey," and, like, I'm just sort of like, oh, like, can no, you just get... dude, that had
2: things? nothing to do with video games. That was just terrible action. As someone I, who I, games I, I, constantly, I was like, but, I would never play this game.
0: No, I mean, I don't necessarily think so. I think I'm just sort of, like, a person also, like, when they're, like... You're, like, in a giant robot, and I guess I just didn't have a lot of feelings about the robots, and I think, like, fandom has a lot of feelings about the robots. I mean,
2: I should have the most feelings about the robots, and I have no- I have none feelings. Well, the robots don't have any personality, right? It's just, like, a shell for two shitty people. Yeah,
0: essentially, that's the problem. Like, had they been their own entities- without the people sitting in the skulls, I would have been like, oh, my God, I love this robot. But, like, I'm like, oh, it's Raleigh.
2: Yeah, and Raleigh is, like, the most bland, boring dude I've ever seen in anything.
0: Well, and, like, you know what? I actually have to give Charlie Hunnam uh, some props because I saw Nicholas Nickleby 10 years ago, and he's gotten <laughs> a
1: lot better since then. That being said.
0: Uh, there are so many sad how? things about this statement. Like, I know <laughs> But, Nicholas uh, Nickleby was like a like Charles Dickens period drama with every single awesome British actor at the time that was in it and then he was the lead of that movie playing the title character and uh, Anne Hathaway was his girlfriend and he was so bad. That movie is dirtball terrible. <laughs> it, it has British. its moments but it's not great. And um and ever since then I've been like oh my god like Charlie Hunnam can't really act and I will say he's got, he's improved a lot in the past decade so like you know round of applause to him for like growing a little bit but like he was at least not super compelling to me as like the hero of this particular film <laughs> acting wise <and> like <laughs> granted the dialogue was not really doing him a lot of favors no object, group wise, yeah so. no no it was it was yeah. just generally unlikable. I feel also feel really bad for anyone who's listening to this who really loved this film because, like... Well, we tried. I, I texted Lepicus to be like, do you want to come and defend the honor? Or I didn't say that specifically. I was like, do you want to come and do the Pacific Rim podcast? But I'm sure she's too busy, like, being fabulous and awesome. And now you guys are just left with us. Right. Describe well, you know bitches. We, can, we, can, we can talk about things we did like about the film. Okay, you can um, start. Idris Elba, like, A+, clearly should be, like, the leader of every random military organization in every movie ever. For Whoa, the inter- really? Do <laughs> you wear hot I- Air Force uniform in it? Yeah, he has a military yeah, uniform, yeah. and um, he is, like, my favorite, I think my favorite moment of his, which like, there's a Tumblr gipset that's going around, is when Raleigh is having an argument with him about Mako, I think, and then he reaches out to, like, grab his arms, keep him from walking away, and he, he sort of whips around and is like, don't ever touch me. again,"
2: <laughs> And I was
0: like, this is Goddamn
2: fucking delightful. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I was like, Idris beautiful, very commanding. I loved that moment. He was like, one, don't touch me, two, don't touch me. Yes. Uh, an awful commander. Awful. <laughs> like, in sh- like, I would not follow that dude into any kind of battle. For what reason? He, like, made no sense half the time. He was but angry was, about- like, the, Nobody in that movie had a very time.
1: <laughs>
2: I guess. But if Mako murdered him and took over, I'd follow her into battle. She wouldn't, though, because she loves him, because he's her dad. Yeah, but that doesn't make him a good commander.
0: I don't, I,
2: I don't fucking I, I a
0: I, <laughs> I don't actually, like, I'm more than willing to hate stuff about this movie, obviously. <laughs> I don't, I, don't I, I sort of don't one. see where you're coming from, though.
2: I don't, know, just the whole movie, I was just like, why are you in charge? You're garbage. You're beautiful, but you're garbage. What did
0: he do? What, okay. did, what did he do? I mean, like, I don't know. I don't I necessarily think that, like, I, I don't, I don't agree, but, um. I mean, I I think, like, his inconsistent characterization and, like, motivations, I think nobody in that movie had a super consistent, like, characterization or motivation for doing anything. Like, Maka was like, I want to pilot a Jaeger so that I can, like, avenge my murdered family. And, but I still am conflicted because my... Surrogate dad doesn't want me to, so like, what and I respect do? him too much to like fuck yeah. his patron. And like, that entire thing was sort of like weird because you have to assume that like everyone in like these Pacific nations has had somebody they love murdered by these, these, you know, the kaiju and like obviously wants to kill them, not just because like it's the right thing to do, but because they're like, you know, oh, personal vendetta, personal shit. vendetta, like protecting people. And apparently, her particular brand of that was like too revengey, which would prevent her from drifting well, (laughs) which then you're like, that's bullshit. But then when she actually does drift, she, that's exactly what happens Just she's right. like she, 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 well, Like the paternalism for true because she's probably a hysterical woman who can't maintain a whole right? of her feelings, her feelings too, whatever <laughs>
2: yeah nobody had any concerns about Raleigh being able to drift after feeling his brother Oops. die well
0: uh, feeling his brother die while they were still in the drift together you would think that would perma you
2: yeah you would think that <laughs> that, that dude would be, be like this is actually really
0: why there, there needs to be like a million supernatural AUs? <laughs> <guys. laughs> No, no, 100%, where, like, Sam and Dean are Jaeger pilots, Sam gets killed while they're drifting, and Dean is so incredibly fucked up over it forever and ever, and then, like, Castiel rolls up and, yeah, Yahtzee. Here's the the alternate version of that, the one that I would prefer to read, because I'm a much worse person than even there, is if (laughs) Dean and Sam are Jaeger pilots, Sam lives because Dean does something to throw himself in. the self-sacrificing. Obviously, so Dean dies in the drift, Sam is, like, fucked up forever, and Cass is Sam's new partner, and he falls in love with the pieces of Dean that are still in the drift that they share.
2: You're such an asshole. Yeah, the fucking devil! <laughs> <laughs> oh, cold. Ow.
1: That you just right? like, escalated. That just got out of
0: fucking hand.
2: Go back <laughs> to sleep, Kate.
0: That's like point of view where you never even knew Dean, and then yep. you're just like, walking out, Okay, great. <laughs> <Just, laughs> He's like, really? dying He's like really fucked up, confused feelings about Sam Winchester. Because he like he likes Sam as a friend he loves pieces of Dean that live inside of Sam. It's good.
2: It's a good things <laughs> that
0: you're
2: messed up. Got mental issues. <laughs> so messed up. Alright, so things
0: that we did like about this movie.
2: Um, I liked that they had a cool chain sword. I don't know why everyone didn't have a fucking chain sword. That was awesome. Was it just them that had this chain sword? Yeah, everyone else like people had like weird rotating chainsaws on their hands and things but they were the only ones who had a chainsaw <laughs> don't even don't even pretend that was like the one
0: genuine part of the movie where when like crimson typhoon busted out his like third arm and their hand chainsaws but i leaned over to Mara and i was like yes <laughs> yes all i've ever wanted is hand chainsaws
2: i also liked the joke about like grinding up a kaiju tooth for like male potency or whatever and I was yeah. like, yeah, dudes will pretty much do anything if it means that it might enhance their dick in some way.
0: That was completely 100% believable. Yeah. yeah um, 100%. The black market thing was a lovely touch. I genuinely yeah. like that part. No, and I actually think there were a lot of really, really great, like, world-building-y details. And I think yeah. one thing you were saying is that I actually had this really great kind of, like, gritty, like, semi-post-apocalyptic Yeah. Video. So like, it wasn't like the world had ended, but it had been in, like... Drastically, this, like change. circling the fucking drain or something yeah. for like a long time in this like holding pattern of terror and like, yeah. Oh,
2: I uh, also really liked that the only reason that we were in this situation is because we polluted the world so much that we made it perfect for kaiju. Yeah, like just that throwaway line That's of like exactly. we did this to ourselves.
0: Like fuck you, humanity. You brought this on yourself. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Um, you know one thing I think we haven't really talked about though that we could talk about are that the two scientist characters. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, those kids were Lynch. fucked up.
0: Uh, Newton, as played by Charlie Day, um, who is one of the funniest dudes ever, and, like, I I love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I, I enjoyed him right a great end. deal.
2: He made me laugh. Um, my... He made me think of the Ghostbusters, like, the whole time. Sorry? Pardon? I would watch him in, like, a Ghostbusters remake. He seemed perfect for it.
0: Aww. Yeah. <laughs> A-plus. Yeah, no, it's 100 Uh, And he's also the only good part about that horrible movie, Horrible Bosses, because he was, like, lip-syncing to the Ting-Tings, that's not my name in the car, and, you know, genius. (laughs) Uh, And then Bryn Gorman plays the other scientist, Herman. Oh, man, Uh, Torchwood fucks you up. Yeah, like, another, a Torchwood alum. Yeah. And they, so basically, like, they are kind of, like, odd couple scientists, where one of them is very, like, what, technical mathy, and the other one is, like, a big kaiju file. Groupie, yeah. Who, like, wants to... One of them is trying to like more like sciencey it. One of them is like you have to figure out what the kaiju want, and then ultimately their storyline is like sort of the side B plot of the entire film, where they're kind of like yeah, they a little bit <laughs> save the day. Yeah, but here's the thing that that. And I enjoyed Charlie Day enormously. yeah um, but I feel like the problem and I, the more I think about this the more this is like oh, this probably would have been better if we had done this. I think a lot of movies like overreach in terms of complexity like it makes sense in the head of the person who wrote it and the head of the person who directed it because they're so familiar with the universe they're building. but in terms of like it's one of Trans- those things where chaotic. it's one of those things where like dude, I know this hurts but edit, because otherwise, like, this is not as good. You can always save your shit in a separate Word document, but, like, it doesn't need to go into the movie. So, like, one of the things that I found, like, the most beggared belief was when they started talking about, like, neurally connecting with the kaiju, and then figuring out that there's, like, a whole different alien race that were trying to take over Earth through this fucking portal that somehow opened, like... In the ocean, and that they were gonna like, and this is like a slow, like long romance thing where they were gonna come in and waves and kill us all. And I was like, you know what? That's like a level of like motivation for the kaiju. I don't really need to know. They're like ocean monsters that are coming out of a rift in the in like the core of the earth. Like, honestly speaking, I don't need to know that. And in terms of like what stopped us from shutting it down before, you could just say that the kaiju were in the way and like we didn't have the capability, like we never had like. We never figured out where the rift was specifically. We never could get close enough because there were always kaiju around. You could have just made that movie that they were like, they're about to like shut down our program. Like We've always like said that this was not the ideal plan because it's a suicide run. But if they're shutting down the program, we, we may as well do it. it. So let's do this. Let's try and shut down the rift. And you didn't need all of that stuff. But it right. loses the entire, like. you lose all the scientists. Right. As a result of that. I mean, I'm sure you could have worked them in in some other fashion. I think that they were supposed to be the comic relief of the film. Right. Um, but it, it's just one of those things where, like, that was the part of the plot where I was like, really, guys? And it just, like, it just, it was, like, the straw that broke the kaiju's back on my end in terms of, like, right. the be- any sort of believability for that plot. See, I yeah. actually
2: really liked that plot. <laughs> yeah,
0: for, for you to explain why. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the silence is.
2: Um, as soon as they were, like the way that you can pilot these robots is by, like, mind-melding with another person. I was like, what if you mind-melded with anything else? What would happen?
0: Because if like, mind-melded with a bear who was like, let's kill this shit?
2: Right? <laughs> like, I was like, maybe you should put a bear in there. Why not? And then when they're like, I'm gonna try it with a kaiju, I was like, do it. I want to see what their brains are like. Which just very exciting for me. Okay. Are you typing? Uh, yes, they did. They actually did. It was
0: data. Who actually had the mind meld with the fucking alien? That his name wasn't Data in the movie, obviously. Yeah, but um, spider like and the
1: alien like voodoo melded. And, like, yeah,
0: and that's why he found out about the actual mothership. Well, yeah. Oh, this movie's a total fact. <laughs> no, look, everything you guys have
1: described so far. I mean, not having seen the movie. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm pretty much, I'm like, oh, that sounds
0: like Final Fantasy 7, or, oh, that sounds like Ava, or, oh, that sounds yeah. like Independence well, Day, no, 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 and, like, here's the thing, I don't really fundamentally have a problem with, like, you ripping off whatever the not, right. that. exactly. That's not the problem. If you're in product, like, does something cool with it, or, like, yeah. fun, or, like, anything, like, 100% go bananas, steal from everything. But I mean, like, that, that, I felt like that was, like, the main reason
1: why I looked
0: at that trailer
1: and I saw, it. I was like, I don't really think I want to go see it. Like, unless somebody, like, goes and tells me, like... I have to see it. I personally will really enjoy it. It comes highly recommended to me. Like, I was looking at it, and I just kind of felt like, uh, eh, in there. Which yeah, mm-hmm. might be your segue, that to describe the things that you like. I um, liked
0: nothing about Mecca this in general, and other things okay. that people that's no, it's not true. Like I, as I said, I did enjoy like the the reality of the world. It's like one of those things where like sometimes you look at a television show and you feel like if you stomped on that set it would fall apart. Like I felt like the world that they had built in which this had happened had a lot of depth and reality right. to it. Um, and like in, in that regard, I hope that Phantom takes that and yeah. like does awesome. I yeah. do. I genuinely like as we're walking out of that theater. We were sitting there, just like sort of spitballing, like really cool uh, Pacific Rim Ayus, and we were like, the elementary Pacific Rim Ayus would be so yes. cool, so cool. Yes, oh, I wanted. My like luck. if Joan Watson <laughs> and Sherlock had to like pilot. All <laughs> that oh, I want in my life. Can you just imagine like their giant, like their giant Jaeger, like holding up its Jaeger hands and being like, "This cheek leathery from slaps. Cool. <laughs> this so soft as a baby's butt." <laughs> I'm jumping like, you're fucking metal! I hate you! I want a new co <laughs> Always want a new co-pilot. Your is really fucked up, dude. I don't know if you It's like, dude, am I high? Are you high? Like, what's going on? Did you come
2: into this high?
0: <laughs> oh my god, I'm so great. Can you imagine I'm
2: trying to not... drift with not... someone on cocaine?
0: Oh my god! <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the Sherlock Jaeger-A-U... Is that Sherlock was piloting it by himself and his health started to fall apart. He started getting like the nosebleeds. Yep. And then they were like, "We have to pair you up with a partner." He's like, "Fuck this shit! I'm doing everything that I want to alone. Like yeah. I don't care if I'm gonna die." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting a partner. You're getting a partner." And yeah. then, like, he's, like, sulky and ultra resistant, and then they, like, drift once, and he's, like, she's the greatest thing in the world. I love her forever. <laughs> love her. I'm making, like, eight bees after her, right? Oh, my God, their Jaeger is a bubble bee. Yes.
2: Yes, it is. Uh, no one
0: designed it that way. He just, like, very surreptitiously fucked with, like, the yes, requisitions. Yeah. So that, like, over the course of time, as it was being repaired, it was mostly fixed in yellow and black. And then yes. one day, Joan walks up, and she's, like, is our Jaeger a goddamn bee? <laughs>
2: Yes, I'm having to fight kaiju in a bee. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, Bumblebee is a pretty that's cool that's so transformer. Interesting,
0: right? Well, and, and like I think that sort of does kind of speak to like how I honestly think that in the relationship between Mako and Raleigh, that is the central relationship with the film, was one of those things that like seemed okay on paper, and it just didn't quite get there for me. Yeah, um, and. Because I almost feel like they they did, they gave, you know, Raleigh the horrible, like, angsty backstory with, like, his brother dying. Yeah. But then you never really, so I feel like he should have been the character that would have been, like, I don't want to drift anymore. Like, I have all these, like, terrible, like, painful experiences attached to it. Like, I'm not, I don't want to do this anymore. But, like, and it sort of made some vague, like, you know, going through the motions of, like, doing this. But then then, like, basically, then it just sort of got over it and forgot about that part like, he had ever, and that was, like, the only, like, interesting character shit that he had, to be honest. And then, like, and I almost feel, like, and this is just me being, like, mean to the actor again. But, like, I almost feel like if you had, like, the depth and the ability to sort of, like, convey this, you could play that character as, like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, like, I lost my brother. I feel awful about that anyways, but I lost him in the drift. So I will always feel that. And I don't necessarily want to do this to anybody else, you know. I don't know that I have it in me to pilot this again but if duty is calling, then I'm, I will go do that. Because even when he's, like, not working on the Jaegers, he's working on the construction of the seawall, which is another thing that, like, is trying to protect cities from Jaegers. So, sorry, Kaiju, yeah. So, like, in theory, you could, like, argue that, like, he's a patriot, and, like, right. a world patriot at heart. Yeah. He But, like, he can't, like, wants to do the right thing, but, right. like, can't seem to, like, he can't do this anymore until, like, this moment where he has to. Right. And then he'll go into it, but it, I he doesn't or, have or the like or even the or even like you know I didn't want to do this and I'd never be able to do this if it wasn't right. for like Mako being there. Yeah, you know what I mean, or like yeah, I mean, it that, that would have been great if it wasn't for like she being like one of the only people that he could ever imagine like getting back up on that horse and doing this again because yeah. they have some instant connection, they trust each other, whatever reason you want. Yeah, to like know. and it, had they changed that so that like he rolls up at the thing and he's very uncertain, but she's confident. She's like it's going to be fine. You're going right. to do this with me. We're going to be great here. I'm going to be your hand up and we're right. going to like do this. Yeah. But they didn't play it that way. Right. Like they decided to go like in a way that I actually feel is kind of like offensively stereotypical with like the very submissive Asian lady who is going to like, listen to her surrogate father right. because she respects him. Whereas like as everyone who knows me and how I relate to my father is <laughs> not actually the way that we handle our families. So <laughs> I, it, there were a lot of ways this could have gone better. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think one thing I actually do appreciate it doing was actually kind of leaving the relationship like slightly ambiguous and not actually going out. <laughs> For yeah. The stereotypical like we we thought we were gonna die and then like now we didn't we're die. in love and now we're gonna like make out and on our like little escape pod in the ocean because you know yeah. like, true love winning out over evil lizards da, 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 da. yeah I mean like I like to think that they didn't get together because I feel like we portray romantic love very frequently but not often platonic and I would yeah. I would like them to just be like they love each other but not like that yeah
2: yeah I wanted them to just be. Partners. Partners, friends. or, like, family, yeah. or friends, or whatever. I did not want them to get together romantically. Yeah. And Jay was like, what are you talking about? They're 1,000% in love. And I was like, I hate Definitely. you. Please die. They've known each other for, like, 12 minutes, and
0: they've seen the insides of each other's heads. People who have known me for 12 minutes on the outside and seen the entire inside of my head do not love me. I can tell I just, that's not the way that shit would go down.
2: I'll that always love you.
0: Said. Don't worry. <laughs> Man, thanks, MK. Thanks. <laughs> And when I die, you can wear my skin as a coat.
2: I don't want to. That's such a lie. No, I actually really don't want to. Such a lie. She's already stealing my
0: clothing so she can smell me and be closer to me.
2: You left those clothes here. Sure. <laughs> That's not a denial. <laughs> <laughs> also, I kind of lost that black dress. I don't know where it went.
0: Okay. It's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat you for losing my five dollar forever twenty-one dress. <laughs> If you did, wink, wink, split me the proceeds, wink, wink. Um, Okay, so having talked about the movie movie, let's talk about some of the origins of this movie in the sense of, like, the cultural touchstones that came before it. I think, like, the very earliest one has got to be, like, Godzilla Godzilla. monster movies. Yeah. Of, like, you know. Yeah. The jacked-up lizards attacking, you know. Yeah, traditionally Tokyo, but you know. <laughs> do like how were how did those ever get resolved? Because I, I know Godzilla movies, I never watched one. I haven't seen one either. How do
2: they even defeat them? Is it the military that comes in and kills them, or like maybe? I feel like oh. I should have Tra- watched that Jamiroquai one, but I didn't. What Jamiroquai Tra- did like the whole soundtrack to a Godzilla movie in the early two thousands or something? That's Godzilla two thousands. Matthew Broderick, not Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai did the music. And it was a good soundtrack, and that's all I know.
0: You're a monster. What the hell? (laughs)
2: you're a... (laughs) Let's move on. Okay,
0: let's talk about the most obvious parallel here. Wait, there's gonna be a movie called Godzilla 2014.
2: Great. Great. Um, Yes. Ava, MK. Ava. uh, Ava. Immediately, like... I came home from seeing that movie and somebody on Tumblr had posted, uh, there's a bit in Ava where Asuka and Shinji have to like be completely in sync to fight twin angels. That's that's, that's like the greatest episode of all time. Right? And they train by like doing dance dance revolution together and shit. And someone was like, I wish that this is like what drift training was like. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, Yes, agreed, one hundred percent. But let's be real, Ava was written by a man who is clinically insane and whose goal of making that anime was to drive other people clinically insane, and it made more sense and was more awesome.
0: Yeah, and I mean, this is, like, I mean, if you like the genre of, like, giant robots fighting monsters and you've never seen Neon Genesis Evangelion, I actually recommend that you go check it out. Because in terms of, like, films that have, like, a more interesting, like, internal continuity up until the very end, um, a, a greater wealth of internal mythology and uh, just, like, an embarrassment of really rich and interesting female characters.
2: Yes. can't
0: do better than Neon Genesis Evangelion. Because that was a show that, like, as as 20-something was saying, if you watched it as a nerdy teenager, what probably happened was that you and your one other nerdy friend had to go down into one's basement and marathon it over the course of a weekend. And when You're you... Like, in a sleepover, a minivan group. Yeah, and then you like came out. Then you came out of your little like whatever, and you were like, "What did I just watch?" But it's it's a really interesting story, and on so many levels, it is basically Pacific Rim.
2: Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen Evangelion, there's something wrong with you, and you need to fix it immediately. I don't know if that's true because
0: I almost feel like Ava is one of those shows where like.
2: Your life is
0: probably better for not having seen it. And yet? (laughs) Yeah. And yet? And yet. Well, I mean, like, to to do a really quick and dirty on, like, the plot of Ava, it's basically that some years ago, and it's also, like, modern, like, fairly modern. It's near future.
2: Yeah. There was some
0: event at the, is it in Antarctica or at the North Pole? Antarctica. There was some event at the North Pole. Sorry, why do I keep saying that? Some event in Antarctica. Where a giant monster basically like arrived and it decimated like so much of humanity and its impact like flooded out most of the coastal regions and all this other shit and humans created the Neon Genesis Evangel- the Evangelion program to defeat the monsters and you meet this kid in the beginning of the series called Shinji Ikari who is the son of the guy who runs the program who is like the most fucked up human being alive arguably. Like the worst human alive. Um, And these kids basically are, everyone in his class essentially, you find out later, is being groomed because they have the potential to pilot these Avas. Which you don't really understand why they need to have a neural connection with the Avas until much later. And you're like, that's really fucked up. So fucked up. So fucked up. Super sinister. Everything about this is really wrong. (laughs) But it's, like, it's a movie that actually has, like, really high stakes consequences. You love all the characters. Like, people die and you're really sad about it and stuff like that. And it it makes a lot of sense. And all of the women in in the series, like, are not necessarily heroines, but they are very interesting and, like, very, like, they're fully fleshed out people. I also Um,
2: like that they did a thing where, like, there's only so much power, like, because it's an Ava. Like, how are you going to power something that big? So you only have so much time for a fight. Yeah. And that sometimes you lose and then your robot goes berserker on its own with you inside. Yes. And just starts, like, fucking shit up. And I was like, that's terrifying and amazing. Like, that made it so much more interesting. Yeah. Um, And the
0: other thing about Ava that I only discovered recently, but makes perfect sense in the context of the series, if you know it, is, you know, Ray Ayanami? Yeah. So she is another girl who has a very, quote unquote, mysterious past. Um, who is an Ava pilot, and she's, like, the perfect Ava pilot. She sinks with it in a way that, like, nobody, nobody else really does. And you find out, like, eventually all this other shit, because she's not really a person. She was, like, grown to pilot an Ava as part of, like, a really fucked up experiment, basically. But the original character when they were creating the anime was supposed to be a commentary on specifically a lot of Japanese hentai really likes to create these female characters for nothing yeah, for receptacles for cocks and semen. Right. So like there's this, there's this a, a fascination with a term called ageha, which is like brain break where basically like you fucked a lady so much that all she wants is cocks and there's nothing else going on with her. Thanks. Thanks 20 something for that hand gesture at me. Um, <laughs> But so basically the original character was a commentary on like how creepy would it actually be if you had a woman who was like, quote unquote, perfect, but was but was nothingness and you could do anything to her and she wouldn't care. And like a generation of kids watched this Ava shit and were like, Ray Ayanami is creepy as fuck. And that is the end result of that. It was like a very it wasn't very subtle, but it was it was their way of being like, this would be fucked up. Like this is what we don't really like this, and
2: I think that that's so interesting too that they actually have that built into the series. It's rare that you would see something in Japan comment on that because yeah. Japan just usually gives into the id. Yeah, exactly. But it, it was—it's such an interesting way to
0: comment on it as well.
2: Totally. And you know, at first you're like your unit zero zero, the zero plug. Like, what's with all yeah. the zeros with this lady? And then eventually you're like, holy fuck balls. <laughs> She's literally nothing. She is literally zero. Oh, everything about that. Like, you come away from watching that, and, like, your mind is just blown. And you'll be thinking about it for years.
0: For years. Like, how many years has it been since you've watched Ava MK?
2: I still lived in the big house, so I was, like, nine when I first watched that. Like, it's been 20 years, and I'm still fascinated.
0: Yeah, I would say that I finished watching the Ava anime, which was, like, what, 24 episodes or something like that? Yeah. When I still lived... In the townhouse in Raleigh. So, like, that was middle school. Yep. And I'm still, like, what the fuck about it? And I have not gone back and rewatched it. I
2: remember watching it the first time and then immediately starting it over with my shitty, like, real media file, whatever. Like, it was so low quality on my giant fucking monitor. And my mom came in and I was singing along with the, like, really fucking creepy in hindsight opening theme. Flying to the moon? Mm No, that was it. That was it. No, it's the apocalypse song, yeah. And it's, like, very weirdly religious-sounding, even in, like, brutalized Japanese. And my mom was just like, she opened the door, and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm watching Evangelion. And she was like, I'm gonna leave. And I was like, cool. And she closed the door and, like, did not come back. That's what you're supposed to do in your friend's basement, so your mom wasn't there. None of my friends watched this at the time. You, you got into this
0: alone? I got into
2: it alone. <laughs> I had to watch it alone for, like, four years before I knew anyone else who watched it. Can you imagine watching this alone?
0: In this explains so, so much. about, I <laughs> I about yeah. But in terms of, like, if we're talking about Ava, I have to say that, like, Misato Katsuragi is still, like, my favorite female character of oh, all
2: Oh, she's the best. She's, like, an alcoholic with a pet penguin. And, like, when she saw a hot guy, she got it? Yeah, she was like, mm-hmm. She was not afraid of anything or right?
1: anything. That is correct. And even
2: though she had her tragic past, she was like, fuck you, I'm gonna overcome this. Exactly, and she looked good
0: in a beret, which is saying something, because obviously totally. nobody looks good in a beret.
2: And she constantly just used Shinji as, like, a punching bag, which I thought was amazing. Whatever, that's what he was for. Yeah, he deserved it. Not
0: really, like, see, this makes me feel bad, because I actually like Shinji, and nobody else actually likes Shinji. Nobody
2: likes Shinji for a reason. If, 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 if so i if I ever Shinji. Shinji. If I ever Do watched Shinji, I would like Shinji. <laughs> No, I'm, Mare, you would like Asuka. Trust me.
0: You would like
1: Asuka. I don't know who that is. That show would literally change itself. Like, you would start watching it and you would love to and in you to kill the main character.
2: <laughs> Asuka's the main character
0: who counts. <laughs> <Not> me, <anymore>. <laughs> <laughs> me murdering fictional characters is not funny anymore. <laughs> it's, it's too easy a joke to make. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I made the cheap daughter.
1: You did. It's a very cheap <laughs> Sometimes I
2: come back. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes yeah, well, like
0: you know Richard Spike Jr. keeps like trolling Twitter about how he's going to come back to Supernatural,
2: <laughs> and I
0: want to claw my face <laughs> off because if, he, if they do bring the Trickster slash Gabriel back to Supernatural, I will have to start watching Supernatural again.
2: Mm-hmm. And is that show not over yet? Like no, no. in like a movie. Full small bill Emily. Ten seasons, a
0: movie, and a spin-off. Are
2: they not on the tenth season already? Like, no, no we're going into, into season nine.
0: Yeah. They're signed through ten. They're making this most depressing Greek chorus.
2: Why yeah. can it not be dead?
0: Sorry, dude. It's,
2: it's not even hurting you specifically. It, I'm the one who's getting punched in the vagina. Prue is the only base. one who's going to watch it.
0: And like, basically, like, probably the only good thing about Gabriel ever possibly coming back is that I'll be like Prue. What happened so I don't have to watch all these other ones? <laughs> I don't want to catch up. Just tell, me to the cu- tell me the highlights. Uh, That's okay. You know what, Gabriel's not really dead. I'm sure you can find him in the drift. Fuck. Hate you.
1: <laughs> the face of Ultimate Revolver
0: just made was really great. <laughs> Alright. Um, I was trying to think MK, I don't remember anything about Gundam, but did Pacific Rim, okay, I think Kate has thoughts about Gundam, like, did Pacific Rim borrow anything from Gundam?
2: Maybe a little bit, in the way that, like, some of their weaponry, or, like, the style of the weaponry, and the fact that you would have, like, pilots from different countries having to defend each other, that kind of thing. Like, there's not, like, background. I like, world
1: politics and, like, having to use giant robots to kind of, like... But then again, that's more... It's more on the line of MK's dream sequel, where... (laughs) The yep. that uses robots to fight each other. Well, no,
2: because also the thing about Gundam is that the governments basically betray their pilots, and the pilots have to, like, go rogue.
1: Well, I, but, I mean, it also has a kind of similar idea where it's, like, there are specific people who can do it. Yes. And there are specific programs you can use. Like, in Gundam Wing, there's, like, the Zero program that Hero uses that is, like, a different type of neural interface with it that literally can make you fucking nuts crazy. Um, oh, and and it's, it's in that kind of irony thing, too, where it's like certain people are better suited for it and can actually use it, but it is in, like, a weird way, like, too invasive almost to use and can control, can control you.
2: Yes. Uh, but that just reminded me, sorry, of another Ava thing. Do you remember so- at the beginning of Pacific Rim when fucking Raleigh and his brother are suiting up and you see the liquid go down through the suit mask?
0: Yes!
2: Wow. I thought that they were being dipped into the the neural liquid. I'm pretty sure that it was basically LCL. Yeah! So, for people who don't know, in Ava, uh, you get put into, like, a tank inside of the robot that is filled with... Um, Artificial amniotic fluid, essentially. Yeah. So you breathe it in, and the first time that Shinji goes into the suit, he's, like, choking. They're like, just breathe in the liquid. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but it—it that's what makes the neural connection and kind of is supposed to, like, protect you when your robot gets hit. But we know now with science that it would actually be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that that was an Ava reference, like, right off the bat. They were like, here's some LCL. Get in your fucking robot.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like in terms of the arcs of, like, I don't know how much Guillermo del Toro, like, leaned on Ava. I assume a thousand percent. Yeah. But, like, it's basically Pacific Rim is a much less morally gray and less conflicted version of Neon Genesis Evangelion.
2: Yeah, I guess so. It's, like, the child's version of Eva.
0: That's true. It's, like, it's a less complex version.
2: This is the one that airs at, like, 4 p.m. as opposed to 9 (laughs) p.m.
0: That's true. Burn. (laughs) Burn.
2: You can make good shows that air at 4pm. Pacific yeah. Room would not be one of them.
0: That's true. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Mary's trying to be diplomatic. I am. I am. Because I honestly, I do feel like I feel bad because I feel like I'm honestly missing something
1: that I don't even know. You don't to apologize if you didn't enjoy something. I mean, like, it's realistic to say that for whatever reason, something didn't work for you and whether that's I think a that, personal issue or whether that's actually, like, a failing of the movie nah,
0: I mean, I, mean I, I guess it's normally, like, I'm one of those people where I'm, like, oh, that was dumb, but I honestly don't give a shit. It was enjoyable as hell. Like, fuck the haters. Um, and this was a movie where I was, like, this was, like, kind of not as well thought out as I think a lot of people think it is. And, yeah. And I'm cranky. Right. It's, I think the <laughs> thing is, yeah, I think the issue with us is, like, despite my, like, clear honest like hate on for this movie um it's not so much that like the movie itself was bad like in terms of I just turn my upper brain off and just like enjoy it for like the visuals and the fact that you've got giant robots pounding on shit like I enjoy that like those two things are good check checkboxes for me. but the problem is that I came out of that and I was just like oh my gosh like the other people whose opinion I usually trust on these sorts of things i.e. fandom are like this is the greatest like something is going on like I'm missing something in mean, the transaction is what I feel yeah yeah, I think I think like because my I, my reaction feels like I'm so out of step with the general like consensus yeah. about this film yeah. is that I'm like, what was there that I wasn't seeing, or what am I being like, you know? I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. Unnecessarily critical about when I could just be like, well, robots, monsters. Yeah. I guess Somebody, yeah.
2: there are two brain settings that I look for when I'm going to enjoy some media. Which is either, like, 100% feelings or 100% Asperger's. Right. Like, I can be in, like, when I watched the the last episode of Sherlock, the Reichenbach Fall, I was in, like, complete Asperger's mode, and it was just, like, logic and, like, no feelings, and it was great. I was super enjoying it, but I was just, like, being analytical the entire time. Right. Um, and when I watched, like, I don't know, Sailor Moon, it's just feelings. Logic doesn't matter. There's no whatever. Right. And I could not get into either of those mindsets during this movie. I was sitting there being like, there's got to be something interesting in this movie. I just don't know what it is. And then I was like checking the time. I was like, God, how long is this? When is it going to end?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. When are I
0: getting to the have, point? Um, at least once. Yeah. But um, no, I completely agree with you. And I think that I, I was not able to access it on like a character feelings basis. And I honestly think that, like, if a fangirl had made a movie about, like, soul-bonding robots, it would have looked very different from this. Yes. yes. Um, in a way that would have made me give a shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to yes. To be perfectly honest. And it's not like I don't think that, like, fandom can then take the bones of this movie and then turn it into something, like, Great. that I will actually, like, enjoy consuming media about. Um, but... Logically, it didn't work for me, and, like, feelings character-wise, I was just not connecting to the people, because I don't think I could really firmly get a grasp on, like, most of the characters in this film, because they're, like, sort of, like, characters and their motivations and to shit, and, like, I mean, I also feel like we need to at least, like, make one five-second mention of how, like, fucking terrible the Australian accents were, like, why didn't you just hire Australian actors? Seriously. Yeah. Um Like, I, I can't I can't do an Australian accent to save my life, but, like, even I know that that was, like, some really bad Australian
2: accent. I'm yeah. sure that my Australian friends were pretty offended. <laughs>
0: right. Again, with the international box. Yeah. Well, who knows? But, and so, I, like, logically, I was like, ah, this doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense to me. And then, like, character-wise, I was there. And so, like, it wasn't really, like, working for me on, like, either level, unfortunately. But.
2: I think. Yeah. The takeaway from this is that all of us were like, this movie was passable, but not great. But that the premise is great, and that fandom can do something amazing with it. I think we're all excited for AUs based on Pacific Rim, if but like not Pacific Rim fan fiction.
0: Yes, I would yes. like for someone to write that Castiel falls in love with Dean in Sam's no, Drift Story. No, no, you're wrong.
2: Don't <laughs> make her happy. super fucking wrong. Think about how much that would hurt. We need to end this before she convinces someone. Do it for oh. me,
0: slash reporters. Do nobody, nobody listen to her. Do not write the story. <laughs> I don't know what you think you're going to get out of it. Happiness? <laughs> Nothing. No. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'm going to get a phone call at like two
1: in the morning, just sobbing
0: noises. <laughs> <laughs> that happens that to me too. all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that. I think that does it for the discussion. Did we have recs that we wanted to do? Um. I have. I have one rec, which is actually. Uh, I will say, though, one thing I can say is that, like, if you're on Tumblr, a lot of, like, the fan art related to this film has been really fantastic. (laughs) There's a lot of really great stuff there, you know. Wait.
2: um, My favorite piece of Pacific Rim fan art is Raleigh holding up a picture of just Mako's hair, like, in Scott Pilgrim, and he's like, do you know the girl with hair like this? Oh, my God. One, never make that
1: reference to me again. Two, never make that reference to me again.
0: (laughs) Right. No, I think it has a lot of visual stuff, and I always I, yeah, and there's a lot of, like, cool, like, Raleigh Mako fan art, and, like, that I'm, like, okay, kind of adorable, um, and at least in that particular venue, I, like, I don't know about thick wise I have tried reading some stuff, and, like, I guess I'm looking for something that's a little less, sort of, like, earnest than the things that I've seen, but, um... <laughs>
2: I've tried, okay? okay. No, I've, I've also tried, and I think I I had the same reaction, and then I was like, ooh, I'm a bad person, but you're just like, nope.
0: I guess I, I'm just looking for something that's a little more like, lol. I don't it's it's very, like, yeah, no, the, the Tumblr Pacific Rim tag, Prue is scrolling through it right now, there's a lot of really hilarious shit on it. Um, so, like, definitely hit that hit that, up, hit that up if you're on Tumblr. Um, and the other thing I'm actually going to rep that is is not a piece of fic but it is a blog post from the Storming the Ivory Tower blog, um, and it's called The Visual Intelligence of Pacific Rim, which is actually, like, so far my favorite piece of meta that I've actually seen about it, um, that poses the argument that, um, even though I think the movie's been, like, not just us, but, like, a lot of, like, critical, like, a lot of reviews and stuff, have called the movie um, a dumb movie, or, quote, a movie that knows dumb, um, (laughs) <laughs> Which I kind of agree with, and I feel like my problem—I think I was actually telling Prue this—is my problem with the film is that it was not like it took itself too seriously for me, based on like the um, ultimate like kind of like ridiculousness of its premise. Yeah. Where like I can I watched fucking like White House Down, The movie was like nine thousand times stupider than this film, but it one hundred percent was aware of it, yeah. and like that was ultimately more enjoyable film lacking experience for me, like one hundred percent. They did donuts on the White House lawn, Kate. Like, don't give us that face, right? I haven't right.
2: seen it yet. Yeah, because I knew
0: it was dumb, dumb and it completely did not take itself seriously. This it was definitely... point. Yeah, this movie yeah. definitely took itself seriously, and, like, that was also one of the reasons why like, I was just not able to swallow it. But, um, and this is actually a really interesting blog post that I feel like totally brings, like, the counterpoint argument to this, that claims, that sort of goes through all the ways in which, like, it is actually an incredibly visually intelligent movie. And um, the author is talking about um, going to see the movie with their girlfriend, and who is very much an extremely visual learner. And she basically like watched the movie and saw it in a way that was probably maybe like different than like a lot of people who are going to the film and like picked up on all these really cool like visual motifs and other things that the film does from a very interesting visual way that, in her opinion, like, elevates it and actually, like, adds a whole really fascinating layer to it. Um And while I would not disagree that the movie is very visually interesting, like, for me personally, like, I would like it to also be, like, interesting on multiple levels and a different level besides just visually in order for it to work for me. But it's actually a really well-constructed argument, and she does... The author does, like, talk about a lot of really cool things that the movie does in, like, a visual way that is definitely worth reading. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. So, so, that is my rec, my Pacific Rim rec. Good. MK? I don't have any recs. I read some and It was all awful. Uh, I'm going to recommend, for those of you looking for Pacific Rim recommendations, that you go watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> that is my recommendation. It has been a long time. That show holds up, I think, because I still think about it way too much. Right. And um, let's all meet here next week where we can talk about how great Masato is. Right. And then we can talk about how Shinji is really, really, you guys are just not really being fair to him. He's only 14. But I will Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing I will add, though, besides this proud post, is I 100% believe that probably I will get bored and start reading a lot of, like, Newt Herman (laughs) thick And... um, have read every single thick with that pairing in it by like maybe outside of two weeks easy and you know come back to me and talk to me then. okay because i'm predictable that. that's that's real sad i don't know do you want me to start sending you hobbit thick instead god no that's why terrible. is that like why is no that, one wants this why is that preferable to like no one. hobbit fic? remember that i find my red one and then i was like I hate you. <laughs> you know, here's my thing. I have a Martin Freeman is a douchebag problem. Oh, okay, that's fair because he's a total douchebag in real life. That's why you can't that's why you cannot listen. listen to anything he says it's when too he's late. Not, it's too I late. texted me out. She texted everybody.
2: <laughs> I see it. I'll
0: look at it later. Um yeah, but I think that's it. So my my Pacific Rim rack is that you go watch Ava instead.
1: Agreed. Oh, by the way, I Googled if they blew up Godzilla. <laughs> Good. You're welcome. Everybody.
0: Good. <laughs> Which is I actually kind of like the know. end result of Pacific America. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that was also the question that we had as we were watching the movie that they're still using nuclear power on the kaiju, yeah. and, like, if the world is falling apart anyways, why wouldn't you use a hydrogen bomb on them? So many <laughs> mysteries. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, we applied science to this. Right? No, it's okay. great. Okay. Uh, I think I feel, like, I feel like I we should almost like put like a warning on this, being like, if you like the movie, don't listen to this episode. Too. Yeah, probably. It will only make you sad and angry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing else. <laughs> Let's end this. Let's end, we have to end this. Okay. All right. Bye. Thanks Bye. for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. If you miss us during the week, you can find me and MK at on Twitter at often imprudent or at Moonclots. And you can find us on Tumblr at RageProofRock or mclutz. And you can always follow the Slash Report Twitter at Slash Report. So, oh, and also last, not last, but also another um, reminder, if you guys have thoughts on guest episodes that you guys would like to do for our hiatus, um, let us know. Just shoot us an email, maximum like 400 words, to give us a quick pitch on what you would want to talk about. Remember the rules are two hours is your ultimate length and you have to have at least one other person on the podcast with you. It's not that I don't think your monologues are going to be beautiful, but it might be a little dull after the first 15 monologue. minutes.
1: And yeah. also no monologuing, no
0: capes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Edna. You're <laughs> All right. I saw her one time.
1: I, you We're might moving sa- on. We're moving on.
0: Goodbye. This is actually the end. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: know when you're ready to start. i want first just... cookie first.
0: No cat
1: talking.
2: <laughs> I love
1: how we can absolutely tell when Emily talk
2: to us versus one of the cats. Well, like I'm going to use a sweet voice on you. When you buy the original in Canada, it comes with a Canadian conversion kit. For what? That thing where you pull out somebody's eyeballs and their balls and you put their balls where their eyeballs go and their eyeballs where their balls go. We don't have that car in America. <laughs> okay, Emily, you ready? Go. Yeah. That was a mouthful of cupcake I just heard.